G'day and welcome to G Brap for week three, the good, the bad, and the rugby Australia. It's uh, what is it? It's three ex wallabies and one current wannabe just sinking a couple of frothies and having a bit of a fuck about. Um, <laughs> let's start with a bit of a thank you to Harvey Norman. Um, I love this bit. It's I like it as well. Yeah, we give thanks. Drew's up. We do give thanks to our sponsors, <laughs> Harvey Norman, a respectable family favourite and successful enterprise business, uh, who have agreed for a third episode for us. So thank you to Harvey Norman. That's uh, that's fantastic. Now, as I said, it's normally three ex-wallabies and one wannabe, but today it's a bit different uh, to start the show. We've actually got two ex-wallabies, a wannabe, and a current wallaby. Yeah. So let's we, start. we brushed Swoop and got in hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Swoop. Where is Swoop, guys? Uh, he's got, he's got a job. He's the only one in the world that's got a job. And yeah. it's a real job, or is it? He yeah. just couldn't be asked. Apparently, it's here. more important than anyone else's job, so he couldn't be here. Um, he's in some BDSM role or something with a tech startup. <laughs> Right, and it, <laughs> mate, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, um, that's it. Now we have Tommy has written a nice intro for Hoops here. Should okay. we read it out? He's out to. some effort. Tommy, our uh, producer, a man that has played 124 games for the Green and Gold, whilst becoming wrong. the youngest and oh, the wrong fastest. Already. I think it's wrong. Oh, Tommy, you doofus! Tom, How many of you played this? Because we get it on intro, our jerseys these days. What so number I are you up to? Now got 126. Do you, oh. they put we were two on the off. Jersey. Yeah, they, they're putting it on the jersey. Update your stats. Wikipedia hasn't been updated. You're getting your facts off Wikipedia. Oh, my dad must be slow then. No. Like, usually he's on that shit. Okay, we're going to try We could have just of... asked the man himself. <laughs> you were the fastest to reach 100 caps though, right? Mm, I don't even think that's right. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man, I he's got everything wrong. I, think Brody, Luke, you did I thought Retallic might have got that. No, no, I was told. Uh, Australia oh, caps. Uh, you won a title with the Tars in 2014. That's correct. Right. <laughs> Four John Eels medals. Correct. Uh, you won the TRC in 2015. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, and uh, you live in a wonderful place, the northern beaches of Sydney. Correct. Welcome, uh, oh, Captain, my Captain Michael Hooper. Yeah. Good to have Thanks, you. Thanks, guys. Here, yeah. Good to be here. Yeah. Episode three, eh? Episode. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> yeah. And it really, it's on you whether we get to four. Is so it? There's no pressure. A little bit. So I guess we've had so far Eddie Jones. Strong uh, A-lister. Then we had Brian Habana, A-lister, Very strong, and now yeah. we have the Australian captain, Double A, Double A-lister, Triple A-lister. <laughs> yeah, a guest, mate. Uh, very good. Welcome. Let's start with something very obvious. How's the injury? Injury's good. Injury's good. I should be right for the next game. So next, give us another two weeks, and yeah, I should be in. Simple as that. So it was a calf, yeah. You ever do a calf? I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, calf. So apparently in the go- the best area to do a calf. Isn't it it's the belly of it, right? Yeah, the gastroc something. The worst part's down on like... Yeah, lower. you don't want celiac. Yeah, I've, I've learned a bit about calves yeah. the last that week or so. Yeah, so. that was uh, that was the one I had. Oh, that, that was the one that you had in America where you didn't play the whole year but just took all year. their cash. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually did you that did. one for the love. <laughs> Mate. I think we established this. I went over there for the love of creating something new. Nothing to do with money. Yeah, like an investment portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> that was what was new. Where were we going with this way? Uh, so we're going to get to, obviously, the weekend games yeah. eventually. But what we'd like to do when the Wallabies lose is we like to avoid it for as long as we can. Um, so I don't know. Did you Have you seen any of the episodes of this show so far? No, I haven't. He's stayed clear. Busy. I've stayed clear. preparing yeah. and, and recovering. Did you see Gits last week on the show? No. Anything social media? No, I don't. Gits came in hot. Gits didn't see Gits. It was like when I watched uh, the podcast. Well, I, I didn't like to watch all of it. He, he watched. It was like minutes. I was witnessing everything for the first time, like the viewers. You, you guys did an amazing job. Fucking <laughs> like amazing job. I want to say I think my ties might be your superpower. Do you think so? Yeah, because 
your insight and your knowledge of the game, it was yeah. next level, wasn't it? It, it was good. It was slurring. Yeah, there was perhaps <laughs> a little bit of slurring. I stroke at some point. Also a little bit, a little bit of repeating yourself. Yeah. Um, Brian Abana, what a saint. He was very... He was patient. He was. Very patient with me. Uh, you I don't care about. No, I um, know. That was evident. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it was pretty evident. Oh, sorry. Yeah, lucky we have a, a close bond. Yeah. But it was, it was a very good episode. Um, and go back and watch it. You can watch it on YouTube or you can listen to it uh, at that place where you listen to it. Hey, let's talk about this game over the weekend. Uh, unfortunately, Australia going down 31-34 to Argentina. The loss right at the death, 79th minute. Um, hoops, obvious thing is you're sitting on the sideline. What are you doing? You're effing and blinding? Are you wishing you're out there? Uh, you're wishing you're out there, aren't you? Like That's where you can have influence on the game. So, no, you're wishing you're out there and... Um, Look, the only positive is you don't wake up sore Sunday morning. But other than that, you feel every bit of the shit that uh, everyone feels. So, now it's a tough one. What about the final moment, you know, when they got down in that uh, part of the field and they'd had some success in those areas, um, you know, in the, in the previous 79 minutes. Um, what were you feeling then? You know, were you, what were those emotions? Oh, you just, I think frustration for the, mm. la- for the most part. Frustration that, the way they got into those areas was largely off our mistakes or our ill-discipline. And that's been a reoccurring theme of the team that we've got to fix, you know, if we want to go where we want to go as a team. So, you know, to have that issue highlighted right at the death there after going ahead was was frustrating. Eddie Jones, he was talking after the game. I saw an interview uh, after the Mai Tais, well after him. So I was was pretty sober for this. And he was talking about trying to get the, the guys to play with a little bit more freedom. One guy, I think, every time, and he showed it from the very start when he took a quick tap, mm. was Mark Nawanga Nitawase. Well, nice. Very amazing, mate. Yeah, I've been practicing that. I love saying it. Uh, but he just plays with so much freedom. You play with him at the Waratahs. Mm. Just instinctively, he's just a player that loves rugby. Is that how you see it? Do you, you think he's got more, obviously, a lot more growth in his game? But is that something that you've noticed as well? Plenty of growth. Like, the guy's not even tapping the mm. the well, I think. Like, uh, he's the closest I've seen to Izzy Flower in the way he moves. Like, um, the way he can get loft, the way he can jump, yeah. take a high ball, then the way he can step. And he's got a really good offload game. Um, choosing when to make those offloads and push those passes and to then, you know, in, uh, inject himself with all his physicality is going to be the key for him. But, mate, the kids, uh, the sky's the limit for that guy. Yeah, I, I spoke to him after the game, just went up and, and uh, you know, congratulated him on, on the game that he had. I, there was probably three key moments, one being that quick tap that you spoke about, Giddy, uh, where he, he tapped it and then uh, basically created that line break and in the build-up to Lenny Kitao's try, mm-hmm. the first try. Then there was another time in the second half where he just demanded the ball at 10 on the out. Like, he actually pushed himself in front of Quaid. And, Samus. And Samus yeah, try. yeah. yeah. And then the other one was uh, like the decision-making when he's on his own line to go for that intercept as well. Like he's, he's looks like he's confident enough now in that arena to just really put his stamp on the game. Well, firstly, intercepts, well, that's not a fluke. Like no. he, he, go, he goes for that and gets it regularly and that happens at training. So, um, you know, that's not a last-ditch effort. It's a play. Yeah. So, you know, he's got that in his repertoire. And the other stuff, you know, that stepping up at 10, mm. um, that was really nice because that was a beautiful passage of play. And... and Honestly, how we need to play more um, going forward. But so much confidence. Yeah. Like, you know, like to do that, a young guy, I remember, I think his first test against Italy could have been the first play he got. He went down the sideline, then he threw like a flick ball. He doesn't play with any, it doesn't look like he's nervous. Like he's just playing what's in front of him. And that's what I like. Do you actually remember after the Island game, we ran into his parents and Drew was oh. doing TV work at the time. 
And I went over and said, congratulations. Oh, this was the end of season two of last yeah. year, yeah. Yeah, the end of season two of last year. And I went over and said, congratulations, your son's doing super well. Um, you must be so proud of him. And then they looked over and Drew said, well, hopefully you'll have something nice to say this week. <laughs> you remember that? Uh, oh, that's, yeah, well, I mean, now I do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So hopefully they're listening. Now, you, well, you're all being coached by Czech, right? Michael yeah. Checker. So when you're watching the Argentinians play, are you thinking this is a Czech game plan? Or are you thinking he's completely changed how he coaches? Well, I thought they played a fair bit more, which is what's something that, that Czech's always tried to instill in his teams, the Waratahs and even with the Wallabies as well, is to, to, to back yourself and play when, the, when it's the right time. I thought the Argentinians on the weekend compared to previous seasons were, were backing themselves and putting phases together and playing a bit more. But outside of that, like he's one thing actually I did notice was the kick up kickoff setup. Did you see that? Yeah, like yeah. Where, where all teams choke, uh, coached by Czech, you line up on the forty yeah, meter line up. and you get the run up. So it's sort of almost like American football t- kind of style. And the very first kickoff of the game, they did that. So I was like straight away, you could see some sort of fingerprints of of Czech on this Argentinian side. But he always says around that, it's if you can run an extra couple of meters to get that much, are you going to take it? And that's his belief by that. It's just going that extra little bit. But no, I think there was definitely some signature check in, in, in the guys. He's just going to base his, uh, his teams off physicality and, and moving the ball around. He loves seeing a game played, um, you know, in that spirit. And, you know, that's how he played the game, obviously <laughs> with a bit more, a uh, bit more flair, I think, um, no, these days, but um, that physicality being such a integral piece, for him and his team. Did you see him on the day? Did it, you speak to him, say good day? I did. I saw him before. I didn't see him after. <laughs> now we were <laughs> he was actually pretty relaxed before the game. Yeah, he, he was, was like quite quite chilled. Yeah, but one uh, one Fernando Lobby, who's the uh, forward coach or yeah, line out coach assistant or assistant coach, just collects a check. He's no good at coaching really, but he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the you guy. Yeah, yeah, he's good friends. He's a good good friends. friends. Uh, like, state that. He's yeah. a very good friend. Um, <laughs> but he was saying that even after losses, Czech is he's learned a lot. He's very mellow, totally different to the Michael Checker I think that we experienced. And what did you experience back in the day? Oh, were yeah. you in that game when he was screaming at you in Argentina? You were getting flogged half time. Yeah. We had a good what, second half. What yeah, was said? Mate, it's a bit of a blur. I just remember the whole team standing up and sort of accepting the challenge because it was fairly, it was put square on our chin. So was, there was a player he was singling out. No, I don't think it was a player in particular. That was just his finger, the way it bends. Yeah. <laughs> well, you remember his handshakes. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like, a, like a, it's a, claw. a handgun. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of on your chin, what can we just ask? What the fuck is that on your chin? <laughs> this is, uh, this Blow is your my mic. Ho- <laughs> so this is my holiday mode. It's, it's like a gin moustache. It's. <laughs> That's what my son gets when he has a baby Chino. Does no. that wipe off? Can you do that? <laughs> no, no. That, that is that one's light, but the bottom one is the one I'm proud of. <laughs> it's uh, it's like I'm in holiday mode. I just got back from Hawaii. I caught an Uber up here from Canberra. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that only costs <laughs> six hundred bucks. Who picks up that? Uh, uh, Harvey uh, Norman. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we sell another rug. Um, but yeah, this is my holiday mode. Kids go back to school tomorrow, so then I'll whip it off. I love it. I think it looks great. Now, you, one keep one, it. Yeah, keep it. You sure? I'm a bearded man. I love bearded fellows. Yeah. I think it looks great. Drew, can you grow a full beard? Mate, I actually can grow a pretty pretty wicked sick beard. <laughs> it looks... <laughs> pretty wicked sick beard. Yeah. Now, one thing we discussed last week, just while we're on check, these guys said that back in the day when he was the assistant coach, he never used to wear the Argentinian garb when he was playing against Australia. Now, on the weekend, full Argentinian garb when you saw him? No. No, the, the black... 
the black skivvy-ish thing. Not skivvy. Oh, it wasn't yeah, the, you just had the, a sweater. There was the Jose. He had a bit of a knit, hugs his boobs. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Not a good look for him. Oh, so it was gonna, s- we, We've got him next week as a guest. Yeah, I know. No, oh, there's your mate, teaser. You're looking a lot fitter. <laughs> <laughs> so was it a respect thing or is that just their outfit? Well, all the well, depends. Because of the head coach, maybe because he was wearing like a jacket as well, like suit jacket at points. Maybe it was because he was the head coach this time, Ryan, rather than the assistant, because all the assistants were wearing tracksuits and, and polos. Okay. Does he sing the anthem? Does anyone watch that? Because I know Juan was telling me his Spanish is amazing. I don't know. That Did you see, was that. he singing the anthem? No, Oops. I didn't see. Okay. Well, let's talk about Czech next week, because we've got hoops here. That's a good point. Yeah. Unless we want to talk to Czech about hoops next week. Well, just... I'm sorry, oh, I'm sorry, wow. I won't say it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I watch. Now, I, something I saw at the end of the game with Eddie, and I wanted to ask you about, he was asked in the press conference you know, about the mood in the camp, and he said that there's still a lot of optimism in the camp. And the other thing he said was, if I was the All Blacks, I'd be watching out. Now, as the captain, are you sort of like, oh, fuck Eddie, don't rile him up? Or are you more like, Thanks for throwing the challenge out. We are up for it. Well, we are up for it. Mm. Like we've got, we know we need to improve, but th- these aren't un- like crazy margins. As Test match rugby, as, as these guys will know, it, it is little margins that make a big difference, particularly the scoreboard. So, you know, that first game in Pretoria, and then now, definitely not the results we want or th- think we're capable of. But we make some small adjustments. We're a young, like a, a team that's only been together, a, you know, to make an excuse. And you hate making excuses, but I will. But a short amount of time. Um, so we start putting more uh, meat on the bone. It's it's going to get better and get better quick. So you know the challenge for us is to really um, maintain that belief and confidence. And Eddie is a as a pro at um, you know driving that belief and and keeping us on track with that. In terms of the um, with New Zealand, they're going to be on regardless. They don't yep. need any fuel mm. and fire. Yeah, I agree. Watching them, like it's also as a player, if a coach says that, we used to get it all the time in um, in Toulon. Morad would come out and he just, as the owner of Toulon, would just spray the opposition. And you'd find, you'd, you, as a player, you'd think, oh, mate, please shut up. You'd, like, you'd, you don't know the game plan. You don't know what we're trying to do. But it would actually add a little bit more to you, like your preparation for that week. So it would work. But, yeah, I agree with Hoops. The keywords are going to be on regardless. So you may as well say whatever you believe. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess on the, on the Kiwis, got them in two weeks. Uh, they were pretty good against the Springboks. The first half, they were like that opening twenty minutes, they were absolutely on fire. You may not have got a chance to watch it because you're obviously prepping and whatever. Um, but what what are your your initial thoughts going into to that game against the All Blacks? Oh, they're smart, hey. They they just uh, are so deliberate with where they want to play on the field, and that's I did, I missed the first half, and I'll get to that. But I got to watch the I got to watch the second half on my tiny little phone. And um, iPhone mini is way better than the big iPhone, by the way. Really? I highly Harvey, recommend Harvey Norman sell those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we better check that. Yeah. Um, but in, in terms of, you know, they, they absorb pressure, absorb pressure. And South Africa looked like they were coming back and starting to get their traditional game going um, around the corner, big men, set piece stuff going. Um, but the ability of New Zealand to get a turnover somehow and then play down and get the ball down to the other end, apply pressure, give away or make South Africa give, give away a penalty, then they're in the corner. Um, was super impressive. So, no, it's a, such an exciting challenge for us. I think, just on New Zealand, I, the, what I've noticed so far um, is their ability to play both sides of the ruck because they've got so many ball players. Yeah. So you've actually got to defend the full width of the field. You've got your, your your fullback can ball play, your 12 can ball play, your 10 can ball play. And the nine. 
and, and your nine, obviously, as well. And and they're very good running threats as well. So I just think defensively, it's such a huge challenge at the moment. I mean, defensively, the Wallabies were much better on, on the weekend against Argentina. Um, what are your thoughts on some of the players? I, I thought Will Skelton was huge, not just physically, but <laughs> like his game was like, he looked really comfortable out there on on, uh, on Saturday night. Um, Arnold at, at uh, lock as well, next to Willie Skelton. Line out seemed to work pretty well on, on Saturday night. Like, what are the, who's sort of standing out and impressing you at this point? Oh, I think just from the game on the weekend, the tight five put in a good mm. shift. Our set piece was a bit of a bedrock for us and got us into the game, certainly. Um, look, I'm never going to say anything bad about no, our guys. Uh, I think in terms of our individual performance has really improved on the week before and some really good things around our physicality and some of our work rate and, and things like that. And like, uh, like we're talking about before this, it's, um, it's not any one thing. Yeah. It's not any one player that's giving us the results at the moment. It's just little things that are popping up, whether it be mistakes or discipline that have a cumulative effect that, um, you know, then you're staring down the barrel of 13, 14 penalties, I think for, for both test matches. And you know what? any good kicker is just going to drill that into your yeah. half and then all of a sudden you're back under pressure. So it's not any one thing or one person. It's just tightening up our discipline, tightening the screws. Um, so to try and find those fixes is sometimes hard, but it is when we get them, it'll be good. Yeah, because Eddie's talking about playing a free game that you mentioned earlier, but a game that in, that requires a lot of decision-making as well. Right? Players, and decision-making is not when to kick and when to run. It, it could be when to offload and when to hold on to it and retain that ball and that type of stuff. So... What, what sort of uh, things is he saying in camp to really try and instill that and encourage you guys to make those decisions and, and to make the right ones? Well, exactly that. I mentioned before, he's a great motivator and mm. great at driving belief. And when he does say these things, he genuinely means them and you can see it. So the way he talks about um, you know some of the athletes and the plays we got in the room, the smarts, the experience, he's right yeah. and he drives it home so he doesn't focus on the negatives a lot of the time he's really driving home the positives and then getting a lot of the, you know planting the seeds around where we need to improve so in that way he creates such a enjoyable environment because he's really driving home hey what these are the things that i want to see and that we need to um need to deliver and then also what we need to get better so that, that's been that's been really enjoyable the silver lining though like losing these games compared to the world cup is fine well, it's not fine. Obviously, you want to win every test match, but the World Cup's what matters. So when these players are making, they're learning a new system, how to play, making decision-making, and they make a bad decision, it's actually a really good learning time now where Eddie can stop and say, okay, next time, maybe look at this option. Maybe you should have kicked here or what, what were you seeing there? And these players are going to learn. So hopefully when we get to the World Cup time, they're faced with a similar scenario mm. and they'll make the right decision. Now, these boys spoke a couple of weeks ago about how hardline Eddie was back in the day, 2005, when they were coaching him. But he's, Eddie was telling us that he's softened a bit. Is this the case, that he's a bit softer than he was? I've got no reference point. Yeah. <laughs> well, we you just... get, The reference point that I've got is from stories. Yeah. So, right, you know, so I, check. So the, we'll give so... you a check. So check in his heyday, Waratahs, Eddie now. What do you What do you mean? What are you going for? You? <laughs> what are you I'm, I'm trying to work what out like how is he is he still he, he's obviously got to drive a pretty hard bargain. He's taskmaster, Eddie. Well, is is high is high performance just high fives and pats on the back all the time? No, of course no. not. But no, but is there so, been any no. good sprays? Um, has there been any good sprays? Not not like sprays. Not like yeah. you you go on YouTube and see the ones of yeah, like yeah. some guy giving a. 
under eights team and absolutely <laughs> <laughs> carving or like a uh, you know some um third grade subbies carve up um but like his ability to get to the point yeah and do it in a in a short and meaningful way is pretty impressive and hold you accountable oh yeah yeah oh, yeah. yeah yeah so you don't hold the same fear that say drew holds for eddie it's a different oh, i'm interested in that <laughs> well <laughs> I, I mean we, we interviewed him a couple of weeks ago and i said that if he told me at that point to go do cardio, I would have done it. Like, he still has that power over me. Would you have? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, cardio like for me for me these days is not that much. I don't have to get to... You were puffing coming up the stairs. Yeah. It's like 10 stairs. I know. I need to get onto that. All right. That's probably enough <laughs> current, current stuff. Let's let's get into the other stuff with hoops, right? Mm. Just more of a... Just a good day. Relaxed going. hoops. Yeah. yeah like now, you, hoops, let me start. You played with both of these blokes. Yeah. Um, were they good to play with? Um, obviously, they were more senior as you were coming into the team. You told us a great story about some stairs earlier. Mm. Do you want me to tell you that story? Tell again? that story again. <laughs> it might not be good the second time. Drew, uh, I'll try and cut it down. When doing fitness, I was always told, hey, you got to help everyone. You know, like we're all in this together, we're all in this <laughs> a team. So we're doing some stairs in Coogee's 2013, my first year in the Waratahs. And so South I'm trying Coogee to be... stairs are like notorious. They're tough. Yeah, they're tough Drew, for everyone. Story. <laughs> like not just tough for you, for sure. everyone. Sure. Like the big boys are doing it too. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'm, I'm coming back down, um, doing my third rep. Drew's on his first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, he's, he's crawling up there. And it's like... <laughs> crawling. Uh, just going, come on, Drew, you know, that, that sort of stuff. Um, anyway, rep goes past. He sort of accepts that one. I do it again and say, come on, Drew, come on, Drew, mate. You're doing well. And he goes, shut the fuck up. Don't you dare talk to me like that. This is my first year at the Tars. Veteran Wallaby, legend. Love Drew. Love watching him play. And I'm like, oh, I'm back in my box. Sweet. Good. Anyway, um, so I never did it to him again. Um, but after the session, thankfully, Drew came up to him and goes, oh, mate, you know, like, I don't really need you telling me uh, uh, to, to help <laughs> yeah, me out coming I'm up the sorry, stairs. Mate. Like, I'm going to get there. All right, just back yeah, the door. So I was like, yes, sir. Okay, whatever. My, <laughs> my defense is, yes, you've got to encourage each other. But in those moments when you're the guy in a real hole, and I understand, I appreciate that you're also in a hole, but my hole seems a little bit deeper, <laughs> a little bit darker. But you only ever hear that encouragement from people who are out in front. And I'm like, I'm already struggling. I don't need anyone to hear encouragement <laughs> towards me because it brings a bit more attention on me and I don't need anyone seeing how deep and dark I am in that hole crawling up the stairs. <laughs> Would you prefer like, you suck, Drew? <laughs> no, no. I just prefer silence. Like, I'm, or, I'm, or like someone behind you saying like, come on, mate, let's go together. Yeah. That's what I found with Drew. Like, I would always be potentially maybe in front of Drew. Yeah. So, Not potentially, you're always in front of me. You can so say it. I just knew to never say anything. Because I experienced the same thing, but he really likes if someone's at the back battling with him, he enjoys like encouragement from them. <laughs> someone that someone to take. Oh, I would have loved for you to just sacrifice a bit of your fitness just to run with me. <laughs> Who was at the back with Drew? Who was running down the back with? Um, Generally, the big boys. Like yeah. the World Cup. Benny um, Robinson. Um, Kobe Cup. <laughs> yeah, pre World Cup. You were in the Fat Boy Club. Yeah, I was in the Fat Club with Will Skelton. He was 156 kilos. I feel like this is just an opportunity for me. I oh, know, I've got to get off the Mai Tai kind of train. Yeah. So I'm trying to shift it back to you. No, but um, yeah, they were, they were always fun sessions, weren't they? Yeah, and in terms of like the ultimate professional, it was over. It was, yeah, the it, other was, it was that. <laughs> was I was trying guy. to remember what um, what did we call out each other in um, that World Cup. Were you you're Drew Tank? Drew Tank. You're, you're, you're Git Bus. Was I the bus? Hoop Bus, yeah. The hoop Bus, and you were the... 
train. <laughs> oh, we either get in the G train. The G train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I've so we were all certain vehicles. Yeah. All vehicles. Yeah. Um, well, it worked. Oh, mine was a tank. Not very nimble. Not very. <laughs> but when you shot, you shot. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> After that five minutes, you know, yeah. from last week. Yeah. Very good. Now. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. What about Gitz though? Playing with Gitz, was he? Did he need the same motivation? What we're sort of learning from Eddie was that Gitz was kind of the golden boy when he was playing, sort of did all the right things. Is that the case when you played with him? Uh, my experience with Gitz was like one of the best off-on switches you'd have. So just ultimate competitor on the field. I didn't see him do much um, in terms of getting his own body right, but he always looked like he was on top of it, you know, um, and doing his own thing in there. But then the ability to... Uh, I was actually thinking about... Oh, remember when you got all the I get um, a little nervous here when you like, <laughs> remember when you got all the um the headphones from Beats oh, uh, yeah. for um again sold at Harvey Norman of course <laughs> cheaply the Beats yeah. um headphones. and you got all of them and then you went through the team about how you'd give them out with Squeak yeah we knew the whole team so Stephen Moore is the biggest tight ass in the world and he was captain at the time and we got given a big delivery from Beats and he poked his head around and he said oh what do you got there. I said, oh, no, just a couple of headphones. I might give them out to the boys. There was like 80 pairs. But we uh, would go through the WhatsApp, the team WhatsApp, and we'd say, okay, can you just make your way up? Could we say, Hoops and uh, Nick Phipps, make your way to our room. They came in and they had new headphones. And we'd stagger it out throughout the whole tournament. And then we left maybe Squeak for about a week, yeah. I think it was. Like right to the end. But then we also G'd everyone else up to go out to their front doors of their hotel room, so like a tunnel. And everyone was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Down. As he was just like walking down. He got himself to grab it. He was just like, yep, thank you. Um, so that, that's nice. The only thing you remember of, of me is um, spraying your. He didn't say penis. only. That was led by Prof. I did. Bangles. He told a great story. No, before let's tell a nice story. No, you don't have to. No, I don't no, want to lead you in. Let's say feel disingenuous nice. now. You don't? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had one. I did. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you did. Yeah. Now, Hoops, um, last year, you you took a bit of time out. To deal with um, well your mental health and and um, you'd had a new child and all that stuff. Just so, have you come back from that stronger? Was that a good time to have out? Yeah, I mean, I, I look, I reflect fondly on my time time out. It was hard. It was at the time, and you know everything like that. But yeah, I, I think it was one of the best things that happened to me in terms of my life. Like, yeah, we can get very institutionalized. Um, mm. You turn up at the airport. They've got your passport. They got your ticket. And you get off and then your transfers there and everything like that. Like that stuff just doesn't happen in the real world, right? And then your food's always laid out and you've got everything set for you. Your day's lined up. That wasn't part of the problem, but you get what I'm saying. Have a kid, then you have, you know, all these other things. And I was in Argentina and um, yeah, it's not the greatest um, spot, place in the world um, to go and tour, particularly when you're jet lagged for weeks on end and everything like that. So I just needed a big reset. Um, yeah, it wasn't anything monumental or anything like that. But for me, it was significant in my life and um, great to great to be able to have that space. And yeah, I was very lucky to have a team that was really respecting of that and um, all those sort of, sort of things. So no, I mean, on reflection, um, and most of these things right, um, are right, hindsight, but um, they suck at the time, but uh, are really great in, in you know, the future. What was it like? Because it's a huge call, you know, like in your Massive position call. to sort yeah. of sit there and say, I need to put myself first, my family first, whatever it was, the motivation. But to, to do that and then to leave the camp and go back home and, and put yourself first, like must have taken, you know, some kahunas to do that. But what was the, the point that made you feel like I need to do this? Uh, 
I mean, or the feeling or whatever. Yeah, I mean, everyone has a list of priorities yeah. about what's important to them. And, you know, my family's right at the top, like I guess most people are. Um, so that's not, not anything new. And I wasn't in a space um, where I could go and perform and, um, you know, in a, in a rugby sense, but then also, you know, on a, on a family front. Yeah. So, you know, to, to do that, I had to, you know, go, okay, well, what's, what's most important to me, which is, you know, my family and my health and those sort of things. So that's up the top. So in that sense, it becomes an easier decision mm. when it's around, um, you know, you, you know what your level of priorities are. Um, and then on top of that, like, you know, I rolled out, if I rolled out there for that game, I'm not doing justice to the team, yeah. wasn't in the right headspace. And, and the game is, is like, I, I think the way I've always played is I'm all in mm. and I wouldn't have been all in that game. Was that a, um, I imagine it wouldn't have been just that week you felt bad or, you know, not felt bad or whatever you're going through, like a knee jerk reaction. It would have been, cause it's a, it's a huge call to make. Like it's a brave thing to, to say. Yeah. Did you sit with it for a few weeks to you to know to before you point. made the call? Uh, no, it was it was pretty rapid. Yeah. Um, in terms of the, I I'd had things bubbling for a while, um, you know, f- and uh, when I say bu- bu- bubbling for a while, just these thought processes in my head around, you know, what my next ju- my next step looked like, um, you know, my body in the game, um, you know, the the weight that I'd probably unfairly and sort of put on myself in terms of results and everything. So we went down to England and uh, won the first game and lost two after that. And, you know, that was pretty demoralizing. Then you're, you fly away again. I've got a family at home, his young family. And, you know, so that's uh, another kick, another kick. And then, yeah, in Argentina, it just sort of cat caught up with me. And I wasn't, you know, had a, had struggled to sleep um, one of the nights. And I was like, okay, well, this is just starting to get alarm bells. So, you know, again, going back to that list of priorities for myself, I'm like, look, I need to get myself squared away. Mm. When I tour and I play my best and, you know, all those things, you know, you're, you're excited to turn up to training, mm. to go to the gym, to get better, to improve, to look at your opposition and all that stuff. And I wasn't finding enjoyment in that. How old was your baby when you went to Argentina? Four or five months. Yeah. See, I, and you know this as well, Gits, that when you have a newborn baby, all you want is to be at home. Yeah. Like I know that feeling you would have had and the fact that like you can't get much further away than Argentina. Mm. And I'm guessing you were chatting to your missus on the phone and seeing how difficult it is. And that sort of, I'm guessing, added to you just wanting to be there. Yeah, I think, you know, you're um, interested to hear what you, you think about this, Skits, but um, you're responsible. Yeah, like you play your career and you can just run, try and run through a brick wall what like okay i can i can live with the compl- you know the repercussions of that because it's only on me then all of a sudden you know there's this kid there that's completely pathetic and they are pathetic at four months my god <laughs> mine's still pathetic yeah, and he's yeah, 11 true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 just a joke listening. Levi, if you, yeah he shouldn't be watching it anyway no i made sure after M15. the mai tai <laughs> let's make sure he call. misses this half at least no i love him it's just a joke yeah laugh. <laughs> lighten uh, up um and yeah, and um, you know, you you feel more. I felt more responsibility than I had, and then to have those feelings, you go, okay, well, I need to get myself squared away so I can, you know, be there and in a good way for them. Yes, yeah, see, the difference for me is I had my kids after my international career, mm. so we were in France. So the most I'd ever travel would be one night. Mm. So and then I'd spend it with my oldest boy here, <laughs> so we'd go away <laughs> together in Toulon. So yeah, it's handy. I actually didn't. I was around a lot more. Obviously, you still train. Um, so, you know, my wife had to share a lot more responsibility than I did. Um, but I was home a lot more. 
Whereas in that test season, you travel yeah, like a lot. For me, the most I was away from the kids was in that World Cup year mm-hmm. when I decided to come back. And we actually made that decision as a family. My wife said, well, it's something you want to do, play in another World Cup, potentially get 100 caps. Um, she knew it was something that was important for me. So we kind of just had to sacrifice one block, if that makes sense, which was pretty easy to do. I think also just the way you, you talk about it and, you know, like, identifying your priorities and that sort of stuff to have that self-awareness is just like it's so good so like it's tremendous that you you know you you, you're able to sit there in a point and just go look this is where i'm at this is what i'm able to do or not able to do and what i need to do and and put yourself first and and not just put yourself first but by putting yourself first you put your family first as well i think such a, a like a really you know, strong, strong decision. I appreciate that. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. You know, the time is actually you can put your hand up and say that stuff. Yeah. You know, I need to get myself squared away. If if you get sent home without an injury, you know, even when I started in what 2010 down at the Brahms, you know, you put your hand up and say you probably get. You know, come on, come on, mate. Yeah, <laughs> like, NIA. No, no, we're all, yeah. we're all battling or something like it. Just, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, like come on, like you know man up get yeah, through yeah. it type of thing so no it's really good really good and you know like i'm i'm still playing as a consequence like if i had pushed through that maybe it would have completely burnt yeah. me but i don't was i burnt at the time i don't think so like i i think that maybe there was one or two things with a more awareness a better understanding of you know why certain things are logging up to me i wouldn't have missed a game um i would, would have been able to get myself squared away and and sorted and you know put it in isolation and stuff like that and dealt with it in a way, because I would have had the understanding. The issue was I didn't have the understanding of, yeah. you know, why these sort of bottling up of feelings were happening, and they come out in a certain way. Yeah, mate, that's look, that's that's great that you you can speak about that so openly, and also in terms of the being able to perform. I'm going to segue into a different type of performance, but I've heard that does Lil Swoo ring a bell? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I heard you were a bit of a performer at school. I did a battle of the bands, and you were a rapper. A rapper? You're kidding? He was a rapper because he's a phenomenal shuffle dancer. Is he? No. Yeah. Does that go drink? hand in hand, rapping and shuffle <laughs> yeah, dancing? I don't so know. Talk us through a little bit of your That's be rabbit stage. My, <laughs> probably my calf's a bit of an issue. <laughs> <after> shuffling. <laughs> um, you'd think they'd be strengthened up from that. Yeah. No. Did you spit a few bars? Um, yeah. No. No. I got no bars anymore, mate. No bars. But can, can you talk us through like this? Can you the remember bands? a bar that you had? <laughs> no, but I, I can remember Little my. I, no, I can remember my, my Shooting rap. Hoops. My I rap. Nah, rap partner. Um, J Mo. <laughs> <laughs> J Mo and Lil Swoo. Wow. Yeah. Did you do like some Eminem or something? They were probably hot back in the day. Were you doing some Eight Mile or? Yeah. You, you remember you had LimeWire. You remember LimeWire? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you download the instrument. That's illegal, off wasn't LimeWire. it? I didn't. I didn't do that. No. It was pi- <laughs> It was illegal. It. Yeah, <laughs> I did it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm still doing it. Was it. Other <laughs> I think it got cut. Um, and you download the instrumental of songs you like, and it would, yeah. You'd, you'd you create a beat. Over the top of it. Well, that's, what that's we're clearly we land our... We're dying for you to do something. I don't know if you can sense yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, I get the, I get the, <laughs> you get you're the message, the and the message is going to fall flat. <laughs> so, well, just so nice try, you I, don't I, even have to wrap it. Just talk it. Like I spoke weak. to someone oh, today spaghetti. and they said that those recordings may still exist. Oh, so who by the time that? we actually put this edit together, we might actually get our hands on some. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's why I won't watch this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that was one um, exclusive we were trying to get. Now, the other one we'd like to get, if you don't mind, yeah. is you obviously finished up at the TARS. What's next? Go to the TARS. Um, Ooh. If you just say it down a barrel. <laughs> yeah. Down, where's and the mention Jebra. Uh, and, <laughs> and Harvey Norman. That'd be... <laughs> <laughs> um, and he... 
I have nothing for you. <laughs> ah. Yeah. No. Uh. And that's, I'm not trying to, you know, Cam Smith it or anything yeah. like that and, you know, leave it out. Like, I actually, I genuinely don't know. Like, go out at the end of this year, then great. If there's, like, I know Sevens has been pumped out sevens. there. Um, I don't mind running a bit of MAS, um, unlike Drew, but um, <laughs> that's some sort of hor- horrible fitness regime. Yeah, MAS. right. Um, uh, like I don't mind that idea, and um, yeah, getting up. We I loved my time in Japan, loved it. Now it, that's not an opportunity next year, but the year after possibly, or you know, something else. I, I spoke to you after your uh, final game at the SFS for the Waratahs, and you just said. You're not even in a hurry for it. You just want to go, you know, like the, your focus is the World Cup. And then you said that you and uh, your wife will make a, a decision for the family as to where you might end up, whether it be here in Australia doing sevens or whatever, or whether it might be France or Japan or whatever else that, you know, the, the options that rugby um, can give you. Yeah, that's right. In, in no rush. Um, been contracted in, in Australia for a long time. So it's on, you know, being on the other side of... Um, the situation's really cool. Mm. Like just not having that certainty and that can be uncomfortable at times for sure. Um, but being uncertain and, you know, seeing what pops up, I think's uh, a really cool position to be in and we're, we're running with that. So, you know, two little kids, um, you know, I can empty myself into this, um, this world cup run and, and go from there. Code switch. What about mm. AFL? <laughs> yeah. What a shame oh. the, um, the giants aren't <laughs> around, mate. You could have cleaned up like yeah. Izzy. You could have just, well, I actually, I've watched a, a rugby league quite a bit. And I think that you've got the same type of mannerisms, sort of the way, the, I don't know, the body language is Harry Grant. Oh, you reckon? Yeah, I see a lot of you in Harry Grant or a lot of him in you or whichever way. But And also, you'd be a pretty decent little halfback, a uh, dummy half. Well, and League. New South Wales needs some help at the moment, mate, if you wouldn't mind. They got a good win last week, didn't they? Yeah, but they went down 2-1. Yeah. No, no, it won't be Rugby League or, oh, or okay. AFL. But um, I, I never played any league. It would have been cool. It would have been cool back in the day, but no. Um, I was hoping you'd say Chockwatmo, mate. Just yeah. good seagull, mate. You know, yeah, but you're a heavy too, hitter. You're you too clean-skinned <laughs> for, for Chockwatmo. Um, all right, well, hey, we're running out of time here. Thanks so much for coming in, but what we like to do with our guests, or what I've decided we like to do, is we like to do a little <laughs> bit of a pop quiz, yep. which we did with uh, Brian Habana last week. It was all about speed. Not that sort of speed, Gits. No, I know. <laughs> you got very excited last of, week. I sort of, sort of remember the pod. Yeah. yeah, you remember that? Yeah. So um, let's start with question number one. This is uh, it's sort of to do with hoops, okay. sort of, in a way. Now, this is for you two to start with, Gibson yes. and Drew. Hoops right. holds a lot of records in Australian rugby, but what record does Michael Hooper hold across all international rugby playing nations? Uh, I think he was the youngest to get 100 tests. Gibbs? The youngest... To captain his country 50 times. Do you know what the answer is? No. You hold the record for most career yellow cards. Oh, <laughs> really? Why was I thinking That's this bad, was going to be serious? Bad man. I'm a bad man. Yeah. You are bad. <laughs> my, my you are so naughty. You've had nine. Across. I remember they cost us so many games. <laughs> <laughs> so today's quiz is all about the sin bin. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, yes. Here we go. And so what we do with this is multiple choice. Mm. And then you each get to answer one. And then I normally get the score wrong at the end and we just move on with our lives. <laughs> uh, which out of the following Australian athletes has been sin-binned the most? Okay. Is it A, Rocky Elsom, B, Victor Radley, C, Michael Hooper, or D, Matt Giddo in Hawaii last week? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Victor Radley. Victor Radley? He's always getting sin-binned. Hoops? I'll go me. You? Yeah. It's- 
No, unfortunately, I wish I got a red card. Um, <laughs> who? Rocky. Who Rocky, Rocky, Victor, Victor, or, Victor or, or Hoops. Um, Hoops. Hoops, ding, ding, ding. Really? Ding, ding. So one Not zip. Not a good one to be Not proud of, is it? Yeah. <laughs> no. What is the fastest time for a red card in a professional rugby match? Oh, Jesus. Oh, I know. Uh, is it, do you need multiple choice? Is this multiple choice? Oh, do you want to have a crack at it first? Oh, yeah, go. I'm going to go... Oh, no. So this is gonna... all professional, not just international. Okay, no. Let's grab that. Okay, A, 4 minutes 27 seconds. B, 4 minutes 8 seconds. C, 1 minute 22 seconds. Or D, 37 seconds for a red card. I'm going to have to go the most extreme, 37. D? I'll go C. Yeah. C, 1 minute 22. I'll go C. Ding, ding, ding. Gets. See you. 37 <laughs> seconds. Dan Evans, Ospreys versus Racing 92. He was catching a bomb and uh, fly kick to the head. The <laughs> coming through. Watch <laughs> out. That'll do it. We got footage. Uh, there is footage. Go online. It's good to watch. Um, now, the one you were probably thinking about was the 4 minutes 27 seconds one. Do you know yeah, who? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Against France. That was very quick. Um, all right. Gets leading. Yes. 2-1 zip. Mm. Question number four. Which of the following is not a crime in Australia to do with your bins? Okay. A, the disposing of any bird or pest in your private bins. <laughs> B, placing dog excrement in your neighbour's bin. <laughs> C, making a bin your principal place of residence. <laughs> or D, the placing of paper and cardboard products in your glass and plastic recycling bin. Oh. Just remember the question is, which of the following is not a crime? A, B, C or oh, D. Oh, putting dog shit in your... <laughs> In your bin. It's very confusing. Hoops. Oh, I'm going to go the living in your bin. <laughs> yeah, I'm going <laughs> oh, yeah. like, on the residence. Yeah. Uh, it's D. Placing of paper and cardboard. So uh, you all lose. Let's do this. This is the last question. It's not multiple choice. I'm so confused. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Five. <laughs> you have all played international rugby in Ireland. This is not multiple choice. Okay. You have to take a guess, each of you. So let me ask you this. The sin bin in Dublin is an establishment... Let's call it that. Where you go to get something pretty amazing for 70 euros. <laughs> what is it? Oh, it's uh, Guinness. <laughs> a Guinness. Uh, I'm going to say massage. <laughs> a massage? Uh, I don't know. Like, I was going to say the Guinness tour. Yeah. The tour. Uh, it's a seafood platter for two. So, <laughs> oh, it's a difference in bin to the one you've been to. You are. Yeah. Oh, you guys fucking <laughs> like walk me down that path. <laughs> no, we didn't. That worked way better than I expected. Uh, Hoops, thanks, mate. You can. I think you just need to leave now because Swoop is standing <laughs> at the door. So <laughs> we've got to let him in. I get it, guys. Sorry, I get it. Uh, Swap the Hooper for the Swoop. Good luck, though. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Thank Give it to those Kiwis. Go well. I'll see you down in Melbourne. They're very good. Hey, well, as we do that, guys, what, should we do some mid-show thanks? Yeah, just I'll quickly. Um, a big thank you to our friends at Harvey Norman, great supporters of Aussie Rugby and the home of technology and the place to get your furniture, bedding and electrical appliances. They've got a great range, great value and great prices on TVs. So make sure you get down to Harvey Norman and grab a smart TV so you can stream this awesome show. Uh, fantastic. Uh, or, hey, Swoop, come on. Hey, hey finally. Thank you, mate. Oh. Hey, bro. Sorry to keep you waiting. Swoop out there. He was, he's, he's the Australian captain and all. Swoop. Thanks for Very good. dressed up. Yeah, yeah look good. BDSM. Oh, he's got a job. Straight from work. Is yeah, that what your role is? BDSM? Huh? <laughs> is that what you search on PA? Now, Swoop, we've, we've been told by Hugo, no, microphones on chins. <laughs> so when you turn your... <laughs> What did you say? <laughs> he said, no, massage. <laughs>
<laughs> That's what he searches for on PA. Did you search massage? Yeah, a little bit. What do you search? Mate, we all do. No, I don't I don't go massage. Stepmother? Step sister. <laughs> 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 I, don't, oh, uh, I don't get Gits what are you so I have complete faith oh, in no, I just I hang with my wife you love her <laughs> <laughs> alright you guys are off <laughs> alright yeah. <laughs> it's good to be back No it is good Thanks for coming in Thanks mate yeah. uh, You missed a great interview With Hoops Yeah how'd it go uh, Mate the stuff he revealed That's going to go viral Talk to me Next year he's playing AFL You're kidding <laughs> <laughs> No for the Giants. I'm not biting on that one, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he was good, though. Was although he could do it. The bloke can do everything. He couldn't kick. We well, got a 50-22 for the Waratahs yeah, this year. Yeah, mate. Oh, leave me alone. He did. Yeah, yeah well done. <laughs> AFL, you've got to kick consistently. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, also, you missed a great... Um, <laughs> Gitz was talking about how good uh, Hawaii was. Mm. And you'll never guess. Remember my recommendation to him? He went and saw it. He went and saw the Wolfen. Yeah. Did I, you? Well, Did I actually forgot about it. And then my wife said, you know, on the pod, Prof was talking about a Wolfen. I said, really? Well, I totally forgot about it. So we went there. Um, and they You're also, saying it's like an orca or something? An well, orca yeah, whale? It, it yeah, is, it's half yes. orca, half bottlenose dolphin. And? <laughs> no, this no, is no, genuine. It's genuine. Genuine. But... This the part that spun me out was the Dorus. <laughs> yeah. There is I'm a Dorus. Yeah, I forgot it's to a tell dolphin you. With tusks. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like a walrus. Yeah. yeah right. What are they doing these? They're doing labs? some mad you, shit over there no, in Hawaii. But the, did you know the wolfen is actually out like it's wild? Yeah, in the wild. So it's right. in the wild. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So there's orcas rooting dolphins. <laughs> yeah. In how long? <laughs> Yeah, did you pick up in Vietnam? The, did you pick up anything for the kids? Because that was the that's what you, didn't you ask? It's like if I could get something for. Am I buying this or no? I I have no idea. Oh, kids yeah. can't remember any of last week's pod. No, I can, I can. There's parts of it that are a little cagey. Um, people were talking online, and we'll get into some of the reaction. Oh, lovely. Um, people were talking about how my tie might give you superpowers, mm-hmm. and you're okay during the hoops interview. But we've actually got Tommy. Can you? We just thought, just in case, we might provide just a regular weekly Mai Tai. <laughs> just for, we'll, we'll grab this. Tommy will grab it. Yeah, we'll so, keep, keep it consistent, eh? He's just. <laughs> I did, on the trip back yesterday, I said, well, that's it. I'm done with the Mai Tais for a year. That lasted 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to have another one. Um, now, did you enjoy it? Oh, look at that. Oh, there we go. Oh, look. Are you kidding? So anyway. you're still on holiday. Mai Tai for gits. Good. Yeah. A little weaker than the ones I've had. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, so, big reaction to episode two. Well done, everybody. Um, we march on. Harvey Norman um, still, still silent. <laughs> yeah, they're not talking still to us. Nothing. No. But you, you know what I think it is? They're I too think... busy selling rugs. Yeah. yeah. That's what <laughs> Sold it. out, apparently. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, I've heard this is the last of this kind. <laughs> I, I, this one. Yeah. I did see someone it. ask if they shipped to the UK. Right, the stuff we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, so what I want to do, because it's important apparently for podcasts, the more five-star reviews you get, mm-hmm. it pushes you up the charts. So I thought we didn't carry Oh, don't beg. No, I'm not. No, listen to this. Don't It's beg. a slight beg. Uh, so I'm going to read out a five-star review. Okay. Let me read this to you. Superb dribble from the thruple. Eddie <laughs> smash and grab Jones. Felt like listening in on a Christmas table conversation with the uncles. Keep it up. <laughs> so, <laughs> with the uncles? That, yeah. That, Gee, with the pissed the... uncles. Yeah. I think it is. So what I was thinking, mm. Drew, is that... 
We encourage people to leave five-star reviews. Write whatever you want. You can say we're shit. We don't care, but do five stars. Best five-star review, we give the rug. We give them the rug yeah. at the end of the season. There we go. Can we do that, Ollie? Can we give them the <laughs> Harvey Norman? Yeah, that? thumbs up. Oh, we haven't spoken to Harvey Norman. And I thought as a kicker, we'd get each of you to lie nude on it. <laughs> yeah. So then it's the rug that three wallabies have <laughs> played nude. nude. Yeah. And then each guest that comes in, we get them. We get what, them to lie nude. Yeah, but what happens yeah. if the winner, the, the best five-star review, yeah. actually likes you the most? You're right. Mm. Then I'll 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 lie nude on it as well. Shall I? We'll all wrestle on it. <laughs> so uh, you make sure you get your five star reviews. And now the other thing that's got a lot of chat, boys, is the race. A lot of people oh, yeah. are talking about the really? race. Yeah, um, Adam Ashley Cooper versus Drew Mitchell um, in the race that disappoints the nation is what they're calling it. <laughs> Good hype. Is it? Is it still on, boys? Are you still you gonna tell, race? You tell me. Has to. Well, I was chatting to a betting agency today. I won't say who it is until they put some cash into the show. And they've, <laughs> they've said they will, uh, what is the term? They'll draw up a market on it? A, a frame no of market. A novelty market, yeah. Yeah, so people will be able to bet on who's going to win. Fantastic. Can we? What would be, uh, no, <laughs> what would be the odds, you think? Yeah. You tell me. You've no, you be, tell me. Okay. I'd say $1.90 each. Ooh. Ooh, you were saying you haven't hit top speed in six years. <laughs> yeah. yeah Swoop true. thinks... They're pretty generous odds. You only uh, retired a couple of years ago now. That's right. Yeah. When was the last time you hit top I'm speed? I'm going to rank outside. I shoot. I've just blown out to four dollars. And then what? Dollar fifteen over here. Yeah. Surely there's an exotic there too for tearing a hamstring. That'd be <laughs> oh. paying next to nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So what I was thinking, and we're going to talk. We'll to have Greg. to go grades. Grade one, heavy. Grade two, heavy. <laughs> Off the bone. <laughs> twenty off the bone. Money to, for jam. Because what I want, I want to get the name of the show out there. And I don't think all rugby union um, fans know about this show yet. Kidding. Not yet. They will. So what I was thinking, gets is Bladders Like Cups on in Melbourne. Yeah. You three blokes are going to be down there. Why don't we race it either on the field during <laughs> Bladders Like? Oh, yeah. Um, obviously at halftime. Although if the Aussies are losing, we might just do it during the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm they actually, won't be losing. Boys, I'll, I'll be on the You're right. You're right. Yeah. Putting up some highballs. Oh, you're already out there doing highballs? Already yeah, doing it. So what I can are you easily decide a winner. Getting a bit of cash, are you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's getting plenty he's not doing of that it. For free. He's getting plenty of it. Land Rover are putting <laughs> wait, it on. Wait for a minute. <laughs> you know why I know? Because I did it last week. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> yeah. And tell you what, I couldn't have hit him sweeter. How many kicks is it? It's it was four. It's four. But old mate dropped his first, and then so the other old mate wrapped it up in two catches. And I right, tell you so what, it's mate, somebody out of the crowd. No, they won a trip to France. Yeah, easiest ticket. Probably worth 30 We're giving away rugs. But all the... Nude, <laughs> nude rubbing rugs. Yeah. yeah, true. Apparently, it was all the uh, all the listeners of the good, the bad, the rugby Australia went into a competition with Land Rover. And in Stop 24 saying their name. Yeah, because they haven't given us any money cash. Oh, really? Yeah. They yeah, will. With them. Maybe a couple of defenders as well. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Four of them. Lover. And one for the production team. There's about six of these blokes in the back. <laughs> um, basically, 25 or less words. Describe your best rugby moment. And uh, then it it went down to a race of two. Half time, catch a couple of highballs from the big fella. And I couldn't have hit him sweeter. Probably the best I've hit him all my career. Are you allowed to put a bit of float on? or it's? I went end over end because I just didn't want him to come off the shins. Right? Nice <laughs> yeah. and safe. But they were, they were money. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Did you put up many bombs when you were playing? I'm trying no, to remember. No, mate. Caught a lot. Didn't kick. 
didn't pass. <laughs> Ask Drew. Yeah. He played outside me, never touched the ball. But um, but you tackled. Didn't well, I? According he to did. Mr. My yeah, time. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Oh, I, I want to hear more from the <laughs> from the swoop around defense because when you start. Oh. <laughs> oh, mate, tell me about it. It's so cringe for me. To How's watch. your anxiety this week? Oh, it was really bad the next day. Well, I bet. It should have been. <laughs> so I went to the Mai Tai bar. <laughs> <laughs> Sorted it very quickly. Too many. Now, there's something else I've got to sell here, boys. The GBRA, GBRA boys, are joining the Epic Cruise Ship for a one night only on 13th of October and we'll join Alex, James and Hask on stage for a theatre show on board and hang out with the guests. I've been sent this from the UK to read. Mm. The Epic is effectively a massive floating fan zone with 4,000 rugby fans from all over the world. 15 restaurants, 15 bars, five swimming pools, casino, gym and spa casino. basketball court. Mm. Apparently, uh, Matt Giddo, Drew Mitchell and Adam Ashley Cooper will be on it. Uh, we will be on it. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly the England v Australia quarterfinal, if everything goes according to plan. Uh, it operates throughout the Rugby World Cup. To find out more about this incredible experience, book your tickets. Go to infinitysportstravel.com. Hold on. We're plugging this, but are they giving any money to the show? No. I think they're doing it to drive our ratings down. Who are we? As in, who are you talking about? GBR UK. Well, whoever we're speaking there. Well, you're going on there. Yeah. Mate, I didn't give it. I didn't even get a fucking start. So, <laughs> <laughs> in all honesty, I hope the boat sinks. But, oh, jokes. I think you, you need a coastline. You can all swim. Can't you? <laughs> all right, yeah. It's actually parked. Is it? Is it parked? There yeah. you go. You just jump Mourned. straight onto the jetty. Oh, whatever. It's a, it's a, so, what are you doing? You're a sailor now. Well, <laughs> there's a difference. Okay. You park you... cars and vehicles, not, <laughs> oh, not boats. So, Still what going. are you actually doing on there? There's 4,000 fans. You get up and do more of this shtick? Or... I think so. It might, might be a head-to-head. G bra versus G Brock. Okay. Yeah. G Brock versus G Brock. <laughs> good about rugby UK. Yeah, G Brock. Yeah. G Brock. Yeah. They won't. Yeah. That. They hate G Brock. Those bloody G Brockers. <laughs> <laughs> what about the G Brockers? Uh, well, that's good. So get on that. Um, and hey, I think 4,000 rugby fans, lots of single women on there, I think, Drew. So. Oh. And yeah, yeah, I've had actually a lot of people ask me about Darcy. But you wouldn't go and see her during <laughs> the week. Because <laughs> she doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, Wait a minute, who's Darcy? It's like I'm getting catfish from my colleagues. <laughs> who, who's Darcy? Darcy was a young lady who reached out to Drew for a date last week. <laughs> it was on week. the pod last week. Yeah. You were here. Yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She's great sort. Nine out of ten. I think Drew's still got the photo in his wallet. <laughs> Have you still got it? Yeah. I don't carry my wallet. I just tap my phone. Okay. Yeah. Get this. Interests include line outs. So she's... <laughs> Yeah, she likes L- getting outs. lifted. And <laughs> oh, this is getting smutty. No, that's not smutty. She loves rugby union. You're a rugby union. Darcy player. doesn't exist. Mate. Really? I'm is sure there a is a Darcy, but... With an attitude like that, she won't, mate. <laughs> yeah, but I also thought a, uh, a Doris didn't, uh, <laughs> didn't exist. Yeah. And they do. You've manifested that. Yeah. I guess for the rest of this podcast, well, let's start with, did you have any thoughts? Obviously, you weren't here for the chat about the Australians versus the uh, Pumas. You got had any additional thoughts? Anything you want to add? Any additional um, to well, what was start. already spoken yeah. about? Yeah, you go. Um, well, look, obviously disappointing finish. I can't believe they didn't go to a TMO match defining decision. Right, they go to a TMO for every other decision when it comes to try time. Um, he opted not to do that. I'm sure you covered that. No, no we didn't, no, didn't cover we didn't. that. No. Oh, but, well, let's expand on that. But didn't the ref award a try? He did yeah. so, so, but unless, unless there was evidence to yeah. show that he didn't, yeah, could you really? Well, there was prove an that, you think? I mean, on the playback, there was a, a good amount of forearm underneath that ball. Mm. 
Oh, I'm on the Australian side. Yeah, so I if the ref said uh, went to the TMO but said I'm uncertain, oh, on field no try, yeah, then you have to have conclusive evidence. The other okay. way. Look, apart from that, um, I thought they showed some improvement from the week before, which was positive. Um, in patches, they played some very good football. The ability to keep the ball alive was great. Um, I think they just probably pushed that ball a little bit too much. They had a little bit of. This kind of two-hand pop pass going on on the on the pl- on the run, didn't they? Like I didn't yeah. know what you call that. What do you call that? This it's almost like the netball pass. Net, like, the netball yeah. pass. A lot of that going on, but I like the intent to play and keep it alive um, and change the point of attack. Defensively, huge improvement, yeah. um, which is great. Too too much uh, to the extent, I guess, it was there wasn't really much presence over the ball. They had, I felt like they had a real. Um, I guess, focus to get back on feet, get in the line, get set, which was great. So a lot of enthusiasm and energy around that. And the shape, the defensive shape looked really good. But there was no presence over the ball, maybe because you were lacking those kind of Michael Hoopers. And it would have been good to see someone kind of... I mean, because those turnovers mean so much in Test Match football. So Eddie obviously said there's a lot of optimism in the camp, which we covered with hoops. Three ex-Wallabies watching the difference between week one against the Springboks and week two against... Los Pumas, are you seeing improvement already? Are you excited for what we're seeing? I mean, look, there's definitely improvement and they need to keep on on that trajectory going through. They've got two tough games coming up, All Blacks and then France in France before the World Cup. Um, like, line-out was much better. Scrum was was really strong. Um, like, there's definitely some improvements there in that game. I, my only thing is, when we heard Eddie talk about it after the game, that it's there's going to be a bit of time because they, he's asking them to play a style of game that requires them to make more decisions, like a free-flowing kind of game, but the decision-making, um, like there's going to be a need for decision-making. But then on the flip side, he also says that the one area that we're lacking is in decision-making. So is he trying to fit a group of players to play a style of rugby that doesn't necessarily suit them, or is there enough time for them to kind of pick up and become good decision-makers under pressure to play the style of footy that Eddie... Eddie wants to play because there's not too much time. Um, like he's, it sounds to me like he's got a style that he wants them to play, but does does it suit them? That's that's kind of where I'd be like, that's where I'm intrigued to watch them progress in the next couple of games. So in 2015, when you guys were all playing the World Cup and you were prepping, and it was a shortened TRC, was it the same sort of, I guess, methodology, trying new things, and as you've said, gets the whole focus on is on the World Cup. Or right from the go, were you guys just trying to get your combinations right to push all the way through? From a team team point of view, I don't really remember too much because when I came back, um, and Drew, when we both came back, but I don't know what Drew's conversation with Czech was, for me, I'd not played test football for four years. So I didn't know if I was up to that level or that standard. So I said to Czech, oh no, as a player, you know if you don't belong or you're off the pace in test rugby. So... Mine was more really individual focused to try and feel if I could still compete and add to the team during that period, that uh, rugby championship period. So, I mean, Swoop, you're probably better. The rugby championship, it was almost, when you go into each game, you want to win it. Mm -hmm. So you prepare and you've got a game plan that you think will do the job to win it. Uh, In a World Cup, you do the same thing as well. I think it's more around your physical um, peak. So we, after the rugby championship, we had a really solid, preseason block where we got flogged to to get up to speed from a physical point of view yeah i remember that that was probably some of the hardest training that i'd ever gone through right we 
got smashed over the rugby championships. We had a pre-season block in Australia. Then we went to Notre Dame College and just outside yeah. of Chicago. We thought it was tough. I had to do extras. <clears throat> and got absolutely... <laughs> we got pumped. Drew got even more pumped. Yeah. yeah. What club were you in? Fat club. Fat club. <laughs> Fat. There was two members. Two yeah. members. Drew yeah. and... Willie. Willie Skelton. Yeah. Both around 130 kilos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was... But, um, I, I, yeah, I think the mindset going into that World Cup was just to outplay our opposition. Like, Czech had a... Wanted to employ a real attacking mindset and we had the athletes and the game plan to do that. You know, I mean, reflecting back on that team, it was very sharp and we went in with a lot of confidence off the back of that. Now, uh, obviously the Wallabies have now got this week off between their next game against the Bledders. I want to ask you three blokes, mm. what would they be doing this week? How easy would they be taking it? Or is Eddie giving them time off or are they basically training all the way through? Well, I mean, Hoops just told us um, off air that they've got a few days off, so they go back into training on Thursday. So it'll be they'll have a program to go away and just do um, some sessions. I would yeah. imagine they'd have to take a GPS system with them so they can track where they're at and make sure they're doing it. Uh, that suck when those things got introduced. Um, but basically, it would just be get away, just go and do get find your balance because pretty much thereafter it's going to be pretty intense. So go away, spend time with your family, your loved ones, friends, whoever it might be, um, and then come back in on Thursday. They've got a couple more days training. A day off before they go down to Melbourne. So um, it's pretty consistent without throughout the years that they give you a bit of time off. Swoop and I went to to Bali on one little downtime period. Mm, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bit, of, bit of rug action in Bali. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was well, good. Let's tell them about it. What? You tell them. What, what do we tell them? The Bali trip. I don't know which part because I'm nervous <laughs> now. <laughs> Tell them the bits we want to hear, mate. This is the internet. No, we uh, we actually went over there and we decided to do a calendar shoot in traditional Balinese garb. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. That was, and, and we themed it Ronda and Katut. Yeah. And so we, <laughs> we had to rock off for, From the, the, for, who, was what, what for who was Ronda for? and who was Katut. Um, yeah. Like a Mai Tai. Yeah, they said like a Mai Tai. Uh, I think it was like Wait, an insurance man. company. Was it yeah. insurance? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, should we give them a plug? Don't point at me. No, okay. Yeah. No, it was basically just like posed 12 different shots and made up a calendar and gave it to each of our mums. That's not weird. Cool. <laughs> that is... I mean, look, there's obviously things we're not going to be talking about on that trip. Yeah, so. no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for this to end so I can ask you what it is. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, so, guys, that's pretty much the Aussie-Argentinian um, chat. Well, we've got next week to go. Well, what, what I will say, yeah, sorry, absolutely. is it was really good to see Angus Bell come back. The first game since the first round of Super Rugby broke his foot again. Um which is why he'd been out. Uh, he came back off the bench, was really strong. Uh, I thought Matt Phillip was good off the bench uh, as well. Good to see Josh Kemeny get his debut. I think there's, you know, it's it good to see like Samu Karevi's first start as well. He got through 80 years, um, which was which is promising moving forward as well. So he'll only get better. Obviously disappointed to see Lenny Kitao get injured. Uh, he'll be out for the next sort of six to eight weeks with a broken scap. But there is like, whilst it's, we're not getting the results we want just yet. And I know that there's been a fair bit on, on all sort of social channels from disgruntled sort of Wallaby fans. Like there are some silver linings and I know that we might be clutching at that at that point or we, some people might feel like that, but we've just got to get around them. We've just got to stay stay with them and, and give them as much support as we can because, you know, all of us felt that support in 2015 when we weren't well fancied going into it. And once we kind of got that momentum in the tournament and then the groundswell of support, like it does lift a group and um, yeah, so, filtered through all the negative, there's still some positive in there and let's let's hang on to that. And that's why he is a TV pundit. 
<laughs> that was amazing. Mm. I and agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Well Andrew. Thanks. Yeah. Um, okay, guys. So I just thought to finish, <laughs> um, I've just got a few questions for her. Call yes. it the Professor's Ponderances, if that's okay. okay. <laughs> Have we got much time here? Ollie, talk to me. Ollie's giving me a big nod. Yeah. Um, I want to... I want to ask, right? First week you talked about this is your second enterprise as a thruple. Mm. Oh, yeah. And the first one failed. Yeah. The wine. It's yep. just behind you. It's just up over my... Oh, here it is. Here, let me see if I can grab this. Um, Get that. Here we go. It's been breathing for about four weeks. Oh, fantastic. Now, tell me the story of how you guys started making wine and, and why and how did it fail? What's it called? Oh, backline. Mm. I'm not sure we had much of... Uh, of the involvement in the making of it, but we certainly had... No, meaning well, the actual idea. Idea behind it. Um, oh, yeah, sure. So I'm not great at this, am I? We had a friend of ours that was working for Mowat and Hennessy. He left them, wanted to get into his own thing, uh, approached us about the idea, um, sounded pretty good, oh, <laughs> and we're going to try some, <laughs> which I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> I would at the time when we brought it out, but not now. Um, yeah, and COVID hit. We had Amazon that was supposed to back uh, a certain percentage of sales. They didn't. Um, <laughs> then they wanted more, wanted more work from us. And as you can tell, we swooped with this podcast. He's not into work. So <laughs> we, we just decided to sell our stock and, and cut our loss. Now, did you make money or did you lose money? I'm just pouring uh, for those I of you that actually would have broke even. Broke even, yeah. Broke even. I'm just pouring for a little taste here. I've only poured three glasses. So, see, but this is our good one. That's the 295. <clears throat> oh, God. Should I have popped that? Oh, you popped no, it. No, you can't That's have it. We're going to have some of the 295. <laughs> We've got some other shit in the back there. Um, <laughs> normally, when you talk about wines, you. You talk about what it pairs well, what it goes with. Whereas with our one, we talk you may about well have that. I got my mai tai. Oh, okay. Well, you're you, you're doing but dry you're, July. You're part of you? the, yeah, I'll have a sip. Okay. You're part of the thruple. Right? So normally, normally when you're talking about wine, you talk about what it goes well with. Yes. We talk about what it, what what it goes well in, because ours goes really well in spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> <laughs> So for those of you listening, we've just poured uh, three in tumblers. Mm. <laughs> Gits has still got his Mai Tai. Yep. Um, and I'm just going to have a little taste here. I quite like it. Yeah, I actually it's... think it's all right. It has sat there for a while. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> I like the fizziness. You don't sound... And hints of vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> and my, my sight's going a touch. For those... <laughs> no, that, that's that's actually very... all. That's, Is that all that's part, part of it? it? Yep. That's yep. great. That's really, really, really just take you on a journey. <laughs> so, can people get this anywhere anymore? Can no. you? I've got some in the cellar. <laughs> got about twelve dozen that no one bought. What okay. Because yeah. you know what, what you've price? just done what without. Price? Well, I think the price point was around fifty bucks a pop, wasn't it? Yeah, but I'm saying, what are you going to charge? Exactly. Uh, I'm getting there. Um, so I'm thinking, how much I at lost? least two hundred ninety-five because it's called the two nine five. Two nine five for for a half does. Look. You guys should sign it all in the nude. <laughs> so, no, but you should sign it all and sell it because now what you've done without realizing it is you you have just you've made it unique. Yeah, you've made it's rare. It it rare, is, yeah. That's right. It's vintage. Should um, we spill some on the, the rug before we send the rug? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure it wouldn't even stain because Harvey Norman rugs are so good. No, they are. They're absolutely brilliant. Um, let me ask you next thing. This has also come up on uh, socials as well. Your mm. nicknames. Um, Swoop and Biv mm. and Goit. Mm. Can you explain where and why they come from? Uh, mine's pretty simple. Sterling Mortlock, he um, 
a bit of a strange cat. Great fella, but a bit strange. Snorkel beanie. So he'd call himself, he had a big nose, so everyone would call him Snorkel. He'd call himself the Snorkel beanie. Snorkel um, wiener. Yeah, the Snorkel wiener. He called me Gittini, uh, the Goitini, and then he just got to Goit. And then from there, it used to irritate me. It, Drew knew that it irritated me, so then he latched onto it. Now I love it. Perfect. And Biv? I hadn't. So Biv uh, is short for Bivouac, which is a sleeping... Um, Apparatus situation equipment. equipment. I don't know. It's like because my uh, upbringing is military, and I think it's some sort of like um, reference to that. reference to that. And we used to have a, uh, a a kicking coach, Ben Perkins, who had a stable within the Wallabies, and he would give each of his stable members a nickname. So Gitz was Kid Dynamite. Mm. Um, Lottie Dakiri was the Dark Shark. Uh, I was Bivouac. I think uh, Radiki Summer Chief. Yeah, Radiki was Chief. Uh, Sterling Mortlock was the Hurricane. Yep. I don't. I don't think you were in his stable swoop. So did you get a nickname? Nah, I wasn't in the stable, mate. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. So swoop, swoop, swoop. Well, I mean, originally it was Coopy for obvious reasons, and you know we went through that era years ago that um, you'd kind of double the name, you'd, you'd repeat it, but they had an S. You know, like Beer Schmear, oh, Prof yeah. Schmoff. Yeah. Well, it went Koopy Swoopy, and uh, it stuck. <laughs> yeah. um, and then it, then it became Swoop Doggy Dog. Yep, D-O double. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, mate, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it gained legs, and, uh, mate, yeah, Swoop here today. That's it. Very good. Thanks, mate. Um, I, I should probably... <laughs> what about you? Where'd the professor come oh, from? Oh, mate, I did not come up with it, and the amount of <laughs> shit I get. People saying, you know, you're a professor of nothing, you're a loser. Oh, My brother's oh, a doctor. People are mean. They are horrible. Yeah. I'm sorry you've had to go through Thank that. Thank you, mate. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the other side, though. Are you, though? Yeah. It, it sounded like it's still got you It's a still bit. there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I had the opportunity to not do that for this show. I could have been something else. Yeah. But then, because my self-esteem's so low. Can I ask yeah. a question? I was <laughs> in the middle of... Yeah, no, yeah. go. But he's pour his heart out. He just saw that... You, if you did, if you could start again, and this yeah. would have been the perfect platform too. Yeah. <sighs> something like Rotch Balls. <laughs> <laughs> big, big Rotch Balls. <laughs> Why? Uh, Rochford. And, and do you have big balls? <laughs> no, they're average. <laughs> <laughs> they're average. It's like a, it's like calling someone with, with red hair bluey. Yeah. Like, it's, it's an ironic <laughs> yeah. nickname. Like, like a big fella tiny. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, professor, my brother's... Quite a well-known doctor, Dr. Andrew Rochford uh, and Matthew Johns. When I was on his show, I was coming on as James Rochford. I actually did a rugby union show first with um, Shawnee Maloney and um, Andrew Mertens. Yep. And I was Rochie on there. And then just before we were coming on air, like two minutes, Johns turns to me and says, your brother's a doctor. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, we'll go one better. You're the professor. And then, <laughs> hi, welcome back. Here's the professor. And in my head, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm on here. <laughs> It's good though. Oh, I love like it. it. It's very good. I mean, I've got you saving my phone as the professor. Yeah. Well, it's everybody calls me it. That's the best thing about a nickname, right? You can't. Yeah. Same as Goit. Yeah. What well, starts shitting you at first, you then don't. Oh, mind. you love it. Fantastic. Now, what I want to also do each week is we have been getting emails from <laughs> listeners, and you think, oh, Darcy was, Darcy was real. No, she wasn't. And she's mad for you. <laughs> um, this is a real one. It comes off the back of Gits. And Swoop's conversation about Swoop being the guru of all, thing def all things defense. Oh. <clears throat> Dear Gbra, my name is Oliver and I'm 12 years old. I play for the Eastern Suburbs Bays and I love your podcast. On last week's show, Gitz mentioned that Adam, you know all there is to know about defense. 
I play the same position as you and I was wondering, what are your tips would be for tackling? I have a game this weekend against Ramwick and I'm pretty keen to fold some c- <laughs> <laughs> Swear jar, Tommy. Ollie, whatever Ollie. your name was. Fruity language down there on the east. <laughs> Thanks from Oliver. Could you Good give on, us a demonstration on oh. the perfect tackle? You don't have to. Oh, yeah, fold. you have to. So no, we, like we've, got a, we've got a bit of a crash test dummy here. No, we don't. Do we? Tommy. Tom. Tommy. Oh, mate, so Tommy on our production <laughs> team. <laughs> this we, is a genuine Which one's your bad AC? Just yeah, both of them. <laughs> no, you don't have oh. to actually flog him. Oh, just, really? Well, you, it'd be good if you did for ratings. <laughs> yeah, I want to... If you, Tommy, just walk over. So for those to of you... his toes. <laughs> yeah, Do you so, want me to maintain a uh, firm grip on this mic? Yeah, or... if you, and you've got to think of the people that aren't watching. All right, listen here, Ollie. Hang on, let's right, move It's all attitude, in. son. We've got to yeah. move this. Get these out of the way. Watch okay, the so road. what we're doing currently for people that aren't watching is we're moving tables that... Have that really fizzy red wine on it. They're great tables. Where are they from? Uh, they're from Harvey Norman. Um, we're just moving stuff out of the way. So basically, Swoop here, he's got Tommy, who's in our production team, um, and he's going to demonstrate. Maybe you can tackle fold, him. Fold him onto the lounge. Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, okay. So well, this is getting could... even more complicated. I don't want anything to happen to this rug. It's an amazing rug. <laughs> no, but right? oh, don't worry about it. Tommy. Well, yeah, Tommy, Tommy what's fine. the best now, way for you here. to fall? Just fall there. Okay. So we can, yeah, sure. Yeah, so right. he's going to so fold you into that. Let's, let's break it down to the three most important things. One is attitude. If you don't want to fold him, you never will, right? So you've got to want it. And do you want to? I'd, absolutely. <laughs> Does anyone know Tommy Erskine? Deserves to be folded. Now, two would be body positioning. And part of that, let's break that down into two parts. The number two would be foot positioning. So you want to get your lead foot in nice and tight. So come in here, Tommy. That's it, mate. You're carrying the footy, right? You're not trying to tackle me. You're on attack, coming into the try line here. Get your footy nice and tight, which is going to allow you to get nice and tight, minimise the space, right? Drop your body height late. Drop it late. Stay high. Drop it late. Underneath the ball. Contact through. You liking that, kids? Yeah, lower. How am I going? Can't get much lower any da- these days, but uh, yeah, follow through. And follow through with a good grip, all right? You always want to finish your tackle with a strong grip. That's how you finish your tackle. And drive through contact, obviously, with a couple and then of finish follow-up up stance. So you put your mic down. Yeah, let's so put my mic down. Yeah. Tommy, real time demo. You kind of should you go in there. Oh, he's got a ball. Yeah, he's got a ball. You, you Drew, maybe run over that towards that way. Swoop kind of just go around a bit. Now, Drew, you are a commentator, so yep. we'll get you to call this play. <laughs> okay. This, this All right, Erskine's in space. Erskine's got a score. Here comes Cooper. Oh! oh! And that oh. TV. <laughs> TV. Swoop. This is a great advertisement for Harvey Norman. <laughs> it is still. Strong as an ox. Well, that I mean, that's great. So I hope Ollie on the weekend um, will be able to do what he's asked to do. And um, that's fair. I think we could do little demonstrations each week. Yeah, okay. I think what everybody. So Gits, next week, your what well, could you demonstrate? We'll, we'll wait to see what the viewers, what the fake for. email is next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we're actually playing in a game this coming we are. weekend. The fair. three of us. Whereabouts? Down in Canberra. Yeah. My sister's charity. My sister's charity here. Win the day. Um, it's win the day around. Queenie and Whites are putting it on. I'm 100% in. Drew's 100% in. in. Swoop. Swoop, we're waiting to get an okay from the missus. Yeah. But otherwise, we're all in. So what's the field and what time? Can people come down and watch? They can. It'll be at Campisi Oval. David Where Campisi, do they still yeah. call him that? No, it's it? Terry Campisi. Yeah, it <laughs> must <laughs> be Terry. <laughs> yes. The, the politician. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Campisi Oval at 1.30. Okay, fantastic. And oh, 1.30? Jeez, yep. we're playing early. 
Are we not first grade or something? Well, this is fourth grade. Usually it's okay. 10. They pushed it back for you. I might even be behind the pace at fourth grade, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. That would be fantastic. Get down and meet the guys from Gbra. Mate, and you are still on song, so you should be down there folding some people, mate. That was very, <laughs> very good. All right, hey, guys, I think we've come to the end of our show. Oh. We, oh, sorry, guys. We always have fun in here, don't yeah. we? Um, if people want to find us on socials, we are at Good Bad Rugby AUS. We are on all socials. We're on, um, we're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. We're on Threads. Twitter. Twitter, YouTube. Um, only only fans. fans, are we? Is that still going, boys? <laughs> we will be after yeah. we get on the road. <laughs> um, yeah, so make sure you look us up. Uh, and all that's left to do is to give another massive thanks to Harvey Norman. Uh, they've got more, they've got loads of rugs. Um, for the very best experience, get yourself down to the home of technology, TVs, computers, mobile phones, gaming, audio, optimum viewing experience for all the upcoming matches. And with no games this weekend, it's the perfect time to give yourself a treat and get it set up in time for the following week because even though the rugby is taking a break, we are not. We will be back maybe with another special guest. It's Michael Checker. Yeah. <laughs> There's your tease. There's your tease. Uh, as we preview the final <laughs> round of the rugby championship with the All Blacks coming to the MCG and Argentina travelling over to South Africa. Gentlemen, cracking episode. Yeah. Thanks. Well done, Prof. You too, Yeah, you were great. Aussie captain. I mean, yeah. the guests just keep getting better and better. Mm. Um, so can you um, maybe just schedule us in next oh, week? God. What do you mean, mate? Well, like you missed the interview with Hoops. Well, I got an Uber from Canberra. <laughs> you did. Did you? How yeah. much did you pay for that? 600. 600. But Money it's bags. worth it. It's Money worth it. Bags. And you just couldn't come across 50 metres. <sighs> anyway, we're just saying moving forward. Yeah, I can Nothing personal. Forward, no, I see. Yeah, mate, noted. <laughs> noted. Um, but look, you know, I had a two. <laughs> I had a two. <laughs> I know. Look at his corporate chat. I had a two. Ari Gold all of a sudden. Yeah. And with that wonderful note between these three very good friends, we say adieu. We'll be back for episode four out of six. Adieu. Gibra. Gibra.